Blog Talk Radio. This is the Naked Talk with Alex Okoji. It's all about straight talk with some of the biggest global icons, leaders, entertainers, motivational speakers, authors, life coaches, relationship experts, social advocates, and extraordinary friends as they strip themselves their experiences, and share their unfiltered thoughts about life issues. I believe in stripping the lies and empowering the mind through the freedom of expression. I'm unapologetic about being open, so I motivate my guests to tell it like it is, and help my listeners build a presence of mind while finding their voice. So it's all about the best in authentic conversations, with real people about real life experiences. So let's keep it unfiltered, unscripted, uncensored, and uncut. You're welcome to today's episode. Talk with Alex Okurji, and yes, my name is Alex Okurji, and you're listening to the Queen of Expression, and I'm coming to you live out of Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. <laughs> I I always love when I say that part in the heart of Africa. Well, um, you know, first of all, I am excited to be back here. This is a brand new week on this show, and um. Guess what? Well, so many great things are happening. I'm so excited about a lot of things. Um, but I'm also very excited about my guest <laughs> tonight on the show. Oh, sorry, today on the show. Um, because, you know, wherever you listen from around the world, <laughs> I have to take in your time difference. But here's the thing. You know, this is the hub for real 
Authentic Conversations. And here in the Naked Talk, we didn't apologize for thinking what we're thinking, for feeling how we're feeling, you know, for asking the questions that we're asking. Because, yes, we understand that expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. And so we're always, 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 always looking for real authentic conversations. And I think one of the most beautiful things about, you know, doing this show is just to have the beautiful um, experience of engaging with, you know, with with interesting um, influencers, you know, people who have who have just so much amazing thoughts to share and amazing experiences and have been through so many different amazing, you know, journey. But what's also amazing is that no conversation is ever the same, <laughs> right? Every, every guest is different. Every conversation is different. And they're always also empowered. And today I am so, so I am, I know, I'm pumped that we're going to have a great, great conversation because I have a great guest for you who's live and she's here. Um, but just before we get into that conversation, well, you know, I just wanted to say hello to my friends at She Matters Movement. Well, She Matters is all about, uh, it's a global initiative, um, all about educating, collaborating, and liberating, as well as empowering women and girls from around the world. And, you know, I'm just so fortunate to be a She Matters ambassador and to be an African voice for them and to be able to use my platform and, you know, just to be able to empower women and girls around the world. And of course, if you want to find out more about She Matters, you can go to uh, bit.ly slash She Matters Movement, and it will take you straight to She Matters, and you can find out more about joining the movement or becoming an ambassador. Well, I also want to say, you know, just a big shout out to the amazing people at uh, the Reporters Inc. Well, uh, with the director, film director, Mac um, Saxon Mayer, as well as Asagir Kurwa who are together putting this amazing documentary. They're telling the story of um, wrongly convicted citizens, and it's called The Innocent Convict, and they're telling the stories of these people who have been, who are basically paying time for crimes that they haven't committed, and just not, just not only how that affects their entire life, but how that also affects their families as well as their communities, you know, just to be able to do this and just, you know, what's going on with the justice system and all that. And I think it's really um, just so good, you know, what they're doing, raising their voices for those who don't have a voice. And uh, if you want to find out more about the innocent convict, of course, you can go to the reporters.org and, you know, just find out more. And of course, our friends at Evolution Magazine. Now, Evolution is all about bringing to you the hair side of life and giving your hair a voice. And of course, you can find them at www.evolutionmagazine.com. Now, I want to tell you guys this, you know, this is, um, you know, as a creative, I'm so passionate about just helping other creatives, you know, find their own spotlight, right? And their bragging rights and find their own spotlight. And of course, our virtual community is almost ready, yay! Really almost ready. And um, ABC is almost ready, and we're so excited because we're launching next week. And of course, you can even go there right now and sign up and join our tribe. Well, if you're a creative who's looking for just basically how to achieve more goals, if you're looking at, if you're looking for how to, you know, achieve more goals, um, accomplish more tasks, you know, just do the things that you've been wanting to do and earn your bragging rights, then that that definitely is the place to be. And we have great, amazing coaches who are going to be at the Naked Bliss Academy, and they're going to be taking you, helping you just go from where you are to where you want to be. And, of course, you can just go to alexagurgy.com and check out the virtual community. Yes, I am so proud of, <laughs> proud of it. 
Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if you missed last week on the Naked Talk on Talk Wednesday, okay, we were, you know, I wasn't around Talk Wednesday, but on Friday Radio Special, I had a very amazing guest, Latonya Moore. She joined me live all the way from Atlanta. Um, and she is, you know, she is an amazing, inspiring woman. She is an author, she's a speaker, she's a coach, she's an Oh, well, yeah, she was a lawyer. She's a lawyer. And we had such a great conversation about, you know, and backing on the champion champion life. And um, if you missed that conversation or my conversation on Super Saturday with uh, Gabriela Guglielminotti Trivel, who joined me live all the way from the UK, and she is the flying inspiration, or what she likes to call the flying witch. Well, um, we had two great, two great amazing conversations last week. If you missed any of them, don't forget that you can always catch all our archived shows, if you miss a show live, you can always catch all the archived conversations right here at the radio channel. Or you can listen to the Naked Talk with Alex Akurji on any of our syndicated radio networks. Yes, we're syndicated all over your internet, so you have no reason whatsoever to miss any show. Because you can find us on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on TuneIn, we're on Acast, we're on Player FM, we're on Boom, we're on Good Radio Network, we're on Port Africa, we're everywhere. So you have no reason whatsoever to miss any, any episode of The Naked Talk. Well, today on 073, we're going to be talking about journey to spiritual freedom with my very special guest, yay, and uh I know that so many people find themselves, you know, feeling alone in their quest to understand their true purpose in life. And many a times they experience a deep conflict while working down that spiritual path, seeking the confidence and desire to develop a relationship with their inner self. Well, today's guest is... um, she has experienced several manifestations of spiritual awakening and uh, a conscious connection with all things. Oh, uh, yeah, with all that is God, really. And I am so excited to have with me, joining me live, um, spiritual enlightenment catalyst, motivational speaker, and best-selling author of the book, um, Interviewed by God. Beth Banning, and she's joining me live all the way from California in the U.S. Hi, Beth. Hi, Alex. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, You know, I don't know how long we've been trying. I don't know how long we've been trying to do this. I'm so excited. (laughs) I don't know if you can tell, but um, just before you know, we get into the conversation. There's a red carpet. You know, we talked about that red carpet, and I said I was going to lay like a really nice red carpet, and it's all the way from Lagos, (laughs) right where you are are in California. So I hope you can see it. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I see it. I see it. Ah, great, 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 because it took us all night. Like, you know, we had to wait <laughs> one, 24 hours before. And that's how special you are. It took us an entire day to, you know, have that carpet running all the way from Africa right to where you are in California. Oh, my so, God. You know, just because, just for you, just for you. I, I um, feel incredibly it, honored, incredibly honored. Thank you. Thank you so much for just being able to take the time to join us here on the show. And, uh, you know, just before we go into the cover, it's been raining cats and dogs right here in Lagos. Like, it's raining. It's been raining all day, nonstop. I don't know what the weather is like where you are, but it's raining nonstop here in Lagos. What is the weather like in California where you are? 
As I look out my door, it is sunny and beautiful. It's, you know, I live in San Diego, California. So really, we are the okay. the best weather capital of the world, I swear. It's like most of the time, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's like our weather people go, another beautiful day in paradise. That's our weather report. So. <laughs> oh, my God, that was really funny. But I can't imagine. Well, it's great to have you here. Now, there's so many people who've been looking forward to this show. And I know this because I've gotten, like, messages and people ask me, okay, you know, interviewed by God. You know, we're going to talk about that later. But, um, you know, just for the sake of those who are tuning in and those who may not have had that privilege to come across to you or your work, especially here in Africa, right? Um, yeah. Who would you say – Bed Banning really is. I mean, how would you describe yourself? How would I, I describe your, myself? I hope I got your name Go correctly. Beth Banning. I yes, hope I got, you got your it. last name correct. No, and I actually I actually really like it in the accent. We're good. It sounds great. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Um, how would I describe myself? You know, it's funny because I'm out in the world and I end up teaching, but really my life, my entire life at this point is a development of my own personal freedom, my own, my own spiritual freedom. So everything I do, everything is really to experience life. So if I, if I, if I described myself, it would be an experiencer of life. That's what I do. You know, I, you know, I happen to write books and I happen to, you know, mm-hmm. do courses and teach people, but mm-hmm. I do it all to experience life. So that's me, baby. Mm-hmm. I am an experiencer. <laughs> you know, you said that and that's so deep, but you know, like I'm an experiencer of life. Like, you know, I do, what I do is experience life. Hmm. And, you know, it's, it, you, you say that and that might sound, you know, to those who are probably listening, maybe just like words, but I know they're not because the people who actually just exist, right? But they're not really living, like they're not experiencing and either or just enjoying, you know, just the daily experience of the things that they're you know, either go through or accomplish or whatever it is. So to have someone who is really conscious of just her, just everything that you're doing, right? Or, you know, everything yeah. that you're doing. Um, what is, what you know, I, sort of what I noticed, one of the things that I mean mm-hmm. by that too, is that I'm, I also mm-hmm. don't, um, I don't push any experiences away. So my, the experiences mm-hmm. I have aren't, aren't always like the ha- just the happy ones or the mm-hmm. joyful mm-hmm. ones or the good ones. It's like the, the gamut, you know? And I think that mm-hmm. is kind of what happens with, with, with people. And I think I'm, I'm able to experience more of life than I see a lot of people are. And I think the, mo- mm-hmm. the biggest reason, the biggest reason is I'm willing to be uncomfortable uncomfortable not comfortable Mm. and happy but uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and that's what allows me to really experience the fullness of life because parts of it are uncomfortable do you know what I mean and that's true no I do you know and it's funny that you say this well not funny but I do really understand (laughs) what you're saying because I I feel like you know and I probably had a conversation I can't remember what show that was but you know I remember saying that you know I'm starting to feel like I can find, like, I start to feel joy, right, or some sort of peace even in chaos, if that makes any sense. Like, that makes total you know, sense. 
Like, you know, like, it's you know that everything is chaotic around you and, you know, there's a lot of challenge and stuff like that, but somehow there's still a peace of mind. Like, it's, it's happened to me in the last one year or so or two years, right? I've just been able to find that. So I kind of think I understand what you're saying, and I'm no longer terrified. I used to be worried, you know, about a lot of things, and my dad used to call me a warrior, but I'm no longer terrified of challenges. You know, I'm not worried about things going, like, I feel like the more, the the bigger the challenge, the more the like I feel like I'm expecting it. Like I'm, I'm looking at you know I'm looking forward to tackling it and getting over it and seeing how you know what's gonna happen and how things are gonna get resolved. Like I'm no longer worried about those things. So I guess you know if you say that you're enjoying life, then I can totally picture what that you know what that really means. Um, but let's talk about your your spiritual awakening, right? Uh, you taking us you back taking to that, back that's the first moment of awareness. If you can think of the first, think time, of the first time that you felt that you any real awareness, you know, or maybe something that triggered that consciousness in a sense. Can you take us a little sure. back? Yeah, back yeah, I'd love to. You know, I want to I wanna actually even take you back further because truly in my life, mm-hmm. I, didn't realize, I didn't realize it at the time. But I, mm-hmm. and you know, it's funny, I believe most of us come into this life pretty spiritually awake, do you know? And mm-hmm. I love live. I forgot to turn my phone off. Hold on one second. <laughs> um, so um, as a child, I realize now actually had very uh, profound spiritual experiences, but because mm-hmm. the, the adults around me didn't understand it, I was told it was my mm-hmm. imagination. I was making it up. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I, they brought me to psychologist mm-hmm. after psychologist trying to figure out what was wrong with me. You know, I was too sensitive, <laughs> all these things. So really my, the history of, of what, you know, some people would call awakening happened very, very young. But because mm-hmm. no one understood it, I pushed it away. I pushed it away. Mm. So it wasn't until, you know, and, and I do talk about all this in my book, but there, so there was a point in my 30s where I, I, ha- I was reconnected, but not fully enough mm-hmm. that I trusted it. Mm-hmm. And then about six years ago, you know, in my 30s, what happened is I had this experience and, and it's different than what I call this spiritual awakening. And I'll, I'll talk to you about that in a minute. But mm-hmm. so in the, my 30s, I had this experience and I touched, you know, God or or all that is or the universe or, or the expanded self or whatever you want to call it. But I mm-hmm. I felt it. I knew that I was just connected and a part of everything, do you know? And it went like it went away and and I chased it for a number of of weeks, like chased it. And I actually because I couldn't get that experience back, I fell into a depression. And I had and and really to that point in my life, I, I you know, people talked about being depressed and those, but I never knew it mm-hmm. to that extent, you know? And so at some point I went, this is crazy. I'm like, my life is, I'm chasing this thing. I don't even know what this thing is. And my life is passing me by and my, my son is not being cared for the way he should be being cared for, you know? So I just kind of let it mm-hmm. all go. And, you know, my life started coming back to my normal, relatively happy life. You know, I had a good life, <laughs> you know, and then um, about six 
you know, it keeps going. Time keeps traveling. So now I keep going. How long has it been now? But it's been about at least six years and maybe even a little more when um, my mom got sick and she moved in with us. And, you know, oftentimes this kind of awakening or expansion um, happens when there's something that just like tweaks your world, you know, you have to like, mm-hmm. you know, it was almost like, like I'm, I'm a speeding train that put the brakes on, do you know, and you go, mm-hmm. and you're, and, and what you know, <laughs> as your life, like has to change because like you're, it's different, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, my mom came and, and my life that I knew, I mean, my husband and I for years, like we were getting our, personal growth and development work out there. And, you know, we were busy all the time and we had big mission and a big vision and busy, busy, busy. And then my mom got sick and, you know, my brothers Uh couldn't do it because they have jobs. And, you know, she came and moved in with us and I was caring for her, you know, like actually her physical needs and, you know, what I was doing had to change or I would just kill myself, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the, this thing, it all kind of started shifting for me. Um, My mom lived with us for two and a half years and then she passed. And when she passed, something happened. And, you know, you said I've had, I've had several manifestations of these Mm -hmm. spiritual experiences and I have. And, um, but so I, so right after my mom passed, I had several experiences like I had in my thirties. And I was like, Whoa, there it is again. Do you know what I mean? It was like, there it is that Mm -hmm. touch of great, that like grace, you know? And, but it wasn't until, and you know, it's so funny, like so many of the experiences were intense and powerful and like big experiences, but the one that actually shifted my world completely was tiny. It was simple. <laughs> it, it, it was weird. Do you know? Cause you always like, I don't know. I, again, I, I wasn't uh, like a spiritual, I was never really a spiritual seeker. So like I hear mm-hmm. about people, you know, seeking this th- their whole lives. And I really didn't, you know, it mm-hmm. kind of found me, mm-hmm. you know, I said, you know, the, these things find me when I'm ready, you know? So, um, but mm-hmm. the, but the experience that, transformed my world was I was in the bath and I, I started taking these kind of ritual baths because they opened me, you know, the warm water and just the relaxation and all this. And I was in the bath and this simple, I don't know, it was like a remembering of something that happened to me as a child, like this, this feeling. It, it was one of those experiences I had as a child it all came back to me and my world changed. I, you know, it was that simple. Like some of these other ones you can read in the book were like intense and all this stuff. But I, all of a sudden, I, I remembered that I was connected. I just remembered. It was, it was so simple. I got out of the bathtub and from that moment on, my world changed. I there, like that underlying tension that I always experienced like all the time was gone. It's funny because I heard you talking about, you know, like experiencing this peace even in the middle of chaos. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what it feels like. It's like there's just this underlying peace. So all this crazy stuff can be happening 
and all mm-hmm. all experience emotionally, you know, sadness and grief and uh, and anger and all those things don't go away, but under mm-hmm. because they're just they're just and I'm going to try to put this in words. It's very challenging, but they're just emotions. <laughs> They aren't part mm-hmm. of the core. They aren't part of the core of who we are. We yep. have emotions mm. or just energy. And you'll, and this is, you know, there's so many crazy like myths about spiritual awakening or spirituality and all these things. Like somehow mm-hmm. when you, you spiritually wake up, you'll never get angry again. You'll always be loving and compassionate. Your only good <laughs> things will, only good things will happen to you. And it, I, that is so not my experience, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, and I've talked to other people and it's not really their experience. So it's, you know, it's more like, it's more like you just feel grounded and, and connected and mm-hmm. you know you're not. Like I know now that I am never alone. I'm never alone. Do you know? And I think mm-hmm. that's where so much of our fear and stress and tension comes from, that we have to do it all alone, that we are all, all alone. If we're not loved and appreciated, we'll be thrown out in the cold and die alone, you mm-hmm. know? So it really is this beautiful, just peace. It's just a, a peace, but it doesn't mean that I don't have emotions. It's it's a kind of a paradox in that way. I I was talking a yeah. lot, so I <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd check I love in it. With you. You know, I, no, what I love it. It's called the naked talk, so you can feel free to talk as much as you. But the truth is, I I, I kind of understand what you're saying, you know, in a sense. And just because you feel this spiritual, and and I guess it's true because it really is a myth. Whether you're, you know, there's just this understanding that if you experience some sort of spiritual, or you follow a particular path, then you're never going to experience the harshness or you know the harsh realities of life anymore. Right. Like your life is all of, all of a sudden. And, and I think that again, that's something that religion also you know there's, there's that confusion and yeah. people feel oh you know when you follow something then you know your life is going to be perfect and everything's going to be right. and that's not true. But I guess you know from what you're saying is that when we start to become more conscious and more aware, we're connected to sort of our inner source or whatever it is that we are able to maybe control. Right, better control how you know those emotions or those we're able to handle it or you know manage it, right? In a sense, I don't know, that's how I feel, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny because um, as I'm hearing you say that, I'm just feeling into the like the words, and it's so funny because uh, like I actually, for me, the experiences I have, I actually control my emotions less. Honestly, like they're, they're much more spontaneous now, Mm -hmm. but, but Mm -hmm. they're faster. Like I don't mean, I don't, the difference is, and I think this is kind of what you were getting at too, but I use different words Mm -hmm. is that Mm -hmm. I don't make them mean anything anymore. Mm -hmm. Like when Mm -hmm. I get, like I have an emotion that I label angry I don't make it mean, oh, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have gotten angry or I'm a bad person or, <laughs> or, or that person made me angry. What I experience now, and this is why I call myself an experiencer, you know, is that ener- see, 
it's like what I've come to understand, I love science now has come to understand this as well, is that everything is energy, including us. Mm-hmm. And energy is meant to be in motion. And, and, you know, I've heard people say, and I just love it, is like emotion is energy in motion. Mm-hmm. So when, mm-hmm. an, uh, so something stimulates an, uh, the energy in you and it starts moving in a certain way, when mm-hmm. we can just let it move, then it's gone. It's like, I mean, little spurts of anger or sadness or, you know, despair pop up in me. And because I don't clamp them down and don't want to feel them, mm-hmm. they just go. They just go. Like I liken mm-hmm. emotions now, like to the weather, you know, and you, you, mm-hmm. you're a great, you're a great like case. It's like, it's been raining all day by you, right? All day. Mm-hmm. But you, you don't it's yell at the rain. <laughs> Yeah, it's still raining, right? But so you don't yell at the rain, go away, you shouldn't be raining this long, you know? But we do say, but we, but we say to people and ourselves, we shouldn't be angry. We shouldn't, you know, we should be happy. But there, it's, you know, you just, if you allow whatever energies to come up, not, not pushing it at people, but just allow it mm-hmm. in you, it'll move like the weather, It'll move. It'll, you know, happiness will be there in a minute, you know, just let the energy Mm -hmm. move and you stay clear and at peace, kind of like you were talking about. So it's, it's, Mm it's, it's actually almost less like I don't try to control it. I let it Mm -hmm. have its way with me. Do you know? I let it have its Mm -hmm. way with Mm -hmm. me and, and I'm no longer afraid that it will take over. Like most people are afraid to mm-hmm. have these kinds of emotions because they think they'll end up in this pit of emotion and never get out, you know, but, mm-hmm. but the truth is if they allow them, they're over like 10 times faster than if they hold them and push them and, and try to stop them. Mm, absolutely true. Sense? I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. Makes a lot of sense. I agree. I was, you know, just trying to, I was trying to internalize everything you said and just picture it and take it in. And, and you're correct yeah. in a sense because, you know, trying to find that, you know, I was trying to find the word. But, yes, you're you're right because it's almost like, you know, it happens, right? It happens and it's gone and it's done. Like, you know, you're not, right, you're not really so focused, you know, spending all your time just focused on, you know, um, just events or things that are happening. It's almost like you're just – you know, allowing things to take its natural cost, whatever that is. Exactly. But let me yeah. ask you. Yeah. You know, you, you, a lot of people now, you know, who are probably listening, you know, right now or who, mm-hmm. you know, will join, you know, to listen to the podcast. You, you know, they're probably saying, oh, my goodness, you know, she's so, it's almost like you have this, um, Obviously, you're, there's this spiritual enlightenment in a sense. But what do you like the most about having this unique freedom, sense of freedom, or having this unique understanding? Because not a lot of people do have that. Like you said, we're so, so many people who are disconnected and don't have that sense. What do you like the most about having this sort of freedom? Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I was going to say freedom, but it's, you know, I uh, what I... <laughs> I mean, it really is freedom. So what I like the most about mm-hmm. freedom is that it's, it's, it's easy, you know, it's just, and I, and again, it's kind of a paradox because sometimes it's not 
like it's painful, but even that's mm-hmm. easy then. It's like I like there's a difference between pain and suffering. And suffering is mm-hmm. the mind getting involved and telling you what's right, what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong. It's the mind getting involved in that way. Mm-hmm. And pain is just pain. You know, if the mind doesn't mm-hmm. get involved, then the pain comes and goes. So it makes True. things so much simpler. Like my life is very simple now. I don't um, have a lot of concerns about what's going to happen in the future because I know mm-hmm. that I will be guided forward step by step, you know, like I'll do, mm-hmm. things, I'll make plans in the future, but I'm not attached mm-hmm. to those plans happening or not happening. So what I like most is my life is just so much simpler and more relaxed. You know, I'm just so mm-hmm. much more relaxed. It's fabulous. <laughs> like, oh, and I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure everyone's listening like, oh my goodness, she's, she's lucky. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, you're like, oh, isn't that such a great life? Like, if only my life would be that. I mean, you know, someone's thinking right now and saying, you know, why can't I experience such a freedom where I don't have to really feel attached to my plans and not be, you know, bogged by by everything? But I mean, we talked about, like you said, you know, you know what you like is freedom and just it being so easy. What do yeah. you feel like there? I, I know you mentioned that you know it's not always like it, like it's kind of like medicine in a sense. Is there like um, part of having this powerful insight that is not such a great thing, or that you you know like the list about having the insight that you have? Yeah, no, I, I get, I totally get what you're saying. And I want to go back to something else you said as well, but let me answer that question. Um, Is there something not so great about it? So when I, I have to say, no, there's nothing not great about it. I, you know, I, I just, it's just so much easier. So it's easy and I, and I love it. Now, when I first, when things first started shifting for me before, like um, that, that last, last experience I told you about, Mm -hmm. It was, it, it, it's scary sometimes. Like this isn't mm-hmm. a path for the faint of heart, do you know, because, because there's change a coming, you know? So I, mm-hmm. I, you know, so that like change on that, like difference from the life I knew, like I didn't know what to expect. So not knowing is scary sometimes. So, so, so sure. that was, not as fun because I didn't know what was coming and it was, and I was scared. So that part wasn't as fun, but you know what? I have learned that. um, And this is kind of back to what you were saying is, you know, people listening might go, God, I'd love to do that, but that's not my life. And how the heck would I ever get there? And I'm never getting there, you know? And Mm -hmm. what I, I really want people to hear you were born with this equipment to have a life of peace. That's what you're born to have. And because we are taught, we're literally taught out of it. Like all, all our cultures, I mean, there are very few cultures around the world 
that allow that spiritual connection as fully as it's meant to be. And, you know, we're taught Mm -hmm. from a very young age that everything, all our reassurance, our love, our appreciation, our stuff, it all comes from outside of us. We, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know anybody that ever went to school and, you know, in school they said, and, you know, Alex, what would make more, you know, life more wonderful for you today? You know, what is, what's deeply important to you inside? You know, nobody says this, you know? So, so, so we're taught really to look outside of ourselves for everything. And what it does is it blocks the natural connection you have. You are fully equipped to have this. And that's why it's not like it's something you have to learn. It's something you have to unlearn in order to reveal what's there. Hmm. Wow. And, and, and that's true. You know, you just said something that totally just, uh, you know, had me thinking, you know, just we always trying to seek something out of, outside ourselves as opposed to, you know, just everything that we have on the inside. And, um, yeah. But you know what, Beth? How about we take, let's take a quick <laughs> quick musical break we're gonna we're coming back right here we'll be back just don't go anywhere and this is uh indigo by michael kilby michael kilby is a british singer rock singer songwriter and uh, he was here on this show what time sometime last year uh but but this is indigo and we'll be back No one to talk to 
British singer, songwriter Michael Kilby, and um, he was a guest on the show um, sometime last year. I think it was August or September. I can't remember, but yes, he was, you know, a guest on the show. Now, if you're just tuning in and just joining us, uh, wherever you're joining us from around the world, well, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Akurji, and uh, yes, my name is Alex. That hasn't changed, <laughs> and I am so excited. Yes, we're having such a great conversation, and just before we went on that musical um, break, I have been talking to my very special guest, Beth Bannon, and she was joining me live all the way from San Diego and California, USA, and we've been talking basically about, you know, that journey to spiritual freedom, and she has been sharing her experience and, you know, just that moment of awakening and a little bit of, a little bit more about the manifestations and some of those things that have happened, and, you know, we're just having a really great conversation, actually. Now, don't forget, if you want to join this conversation, maybe you have a question for Beth. Or you have a question for me, or you have maybe your own spiritual awakening. Maybe you've had your own manifestation, or you have your own experience, or you have contributions to make. Don't forget that you can be part of this conversation. Um, as always, the number to call is plus one two and five three eight three three seven six six. Or you can leave a message in the in studio chat room. Or you can send us a message on WhatsApp, like most of you love to do. Or you can tweet at Alex Akurji. Just tweet hashtag The Naked Talk. Um, and, of course, your tweet, messages, whatever it is, will be read on the show. Now, if you're listening and you want to dial, don't forget to use your hand-raising effect. Make sure to press 1. You have to press 1. If you don't press 1, then, you know, we're going to think you're just listening. So press 1 so we know that you want to speak, and we're definitely going to connect you into the show. So, yes. Hi, Beth. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for that musical interlude. I like that. Thank you. Well, that was uh, Michael Kilby. Yeah, Yeah, but, you know, just before we went... Just before we went, um, you know, on that musical break, um, you know, we had been talking about just, you know, what you liked the list about. And you said you didn't like it. You know, there was nothing that she liked the list. I mean, it was pretty um, – <laughs> and you're also talking <laughs> – and, you know, you talked, to, you talked a little bit more about, you know, just how we've been – thoughts, you know, since we're young, basically, and I can say that's probably one of those limited beliefs that we all have, you know, how, you know, to, to look outside of ourselves for everything that we want. And I thought that was, you know, really um, meaningful in a sense. But, but let me ask you this. Um, why do you feel like, why do you think that people often get frustrated? Um, and maybe that, you know, what you said is probably part of it, but, you mm-hmm. know, do you have any other reason? I mean, do you, you know, can you really think of why people often get frustrated when they're starting or sort of attempting to live a spiritual life? And I know that you mentioned how that can be frustrating, but mm-hmm. <laughs> why, mm-hmm. why is that? I mean, why do you think that they, and again, we probably need to have this conversation because a lot of people may not be aware 
of the frustration or know that they are frustrated but not yeah. really sure why, you know, yeah, they yeah, feel yeah. the way that they feel when they're mm-hmm. experiencing that journey. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, the first yeah, the first thing that comes to mind, and because I've experienced it, so I get it, and it's not just about spiritual, uh, you know, a spiritual mm-hmm. endeavor, but frustration mm-hmm. almost always is about being attached to an outcome. So if mm. you're on a spiritual journey, if you're on a spiritual journey, and you think it should look a particular way, and it doesn't, mm-hmm. frustration, that's when you feel frustrated, you know? <laughs> It's, I mean, it really is kind of as simple as that. It's we're attached to a particular outcome, you know, our minds. And this is what I love when I, um, uh, as I um, started looking more and more inside and wanted to be guided more from the inside, um, I was like experimenting. You know, I used myself as my own little learning laboratory. And I was trying to go, okay, so, you know, how how do I be guided? What is my inner guidance? How does mm-hmm. that work? And um, I, you know, most people think of inner guidance as like their intuition or their gut sense, you know, that sense of something. Mm-hmm. And what I've discovered for myself, and this allows me um, to, uh, well, there's a couple of things, hold on. But so I, what I've discovered is that our Internal guidance is actually three parts. It's and the, so this is the reason we hear body, mind, body, spirit all the time, because your mm-hmm. guidance and and your natural design to to um, allow you to move forward in the world in that kind of sense of peace and and never alone and that you have the answers inside of you happens in this three part system. So the the part of the system that controls like the frustration is the mind being attached Mm -hmm. to something it thinks should be happening or shouldn't be happening. So again, to answer the question, that's really the only time you're frustrated and you start, you can start looking in your own life. You know, I feel frustrated. Mm -hmm. Look for what you think should or shouldn't be happening. And, And when you go, and, and that's where frustration comes from. But if you, if you have, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying before and people going, well, how the heck I'm never going to get there or she got there, but then how do I do that? It's really getting to understand this three-part system of your inner guidance and having them start to work together. So now when frustration comes up in me, because again, remember, all those things, those normal things come up, but I let them move that I know that that's my mind just from conditioning. I start looking mm-hmm. around going, okay, what am I attached to? You know, what, what is my mind wanting to grasp onto? And then I can mm-hmm. really go, what's, what's the experience? And this is back to the experiencing. What's the experience that I want to have now? So, here you are, and we'll use a little example. Here you are, and you're going along, and you hear from people that when you meditate, you should be able to control your thoughts, and that somehow meditation mm-hmm. is going to be this silent experience. And every time you sit down and you start meditating, you <laughs> think, right? You think, and then all of a sudden you're frustrated yeah. <laughs> because you think it should be silent, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this three-part system, when you understand it, 
you go, okay, so the mind is attached. You go, okay, got that. The mind's attached. So you're uncomfortable and you slow down and you see where you're attached. Okay, I thought it was wanting to be silent. I, I should be silent. And then you look for, and this is the body part, you look for the experience you want to have. The only reason we want anything, like anything at all, is because we want to have some experience. So in this case of the meditation, you think it should be silent, you know, probably the experience you want to have is peace and relaxation. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why most of us meditate, right? Because we want Mm -hmm. some sense of peace in our lives, right? So then when you realize that, you don't have to be attached to getting it in meditation. Because then this is the third part is so then you connect, you, you quiet down, you go... In, in not this thinking space, but in this more connected to source space. And, you know, if people are interested, I can show you. I have a, a technique for that, and we can talk about that if you want. But you get really quiet and you go, what are one or two things I can do right now? Remember, life is in the moment. Life isn't, you know, next Tuesday. Because if you're waiting till next Tuesday, you're not experiencing life. You're waiting for next Tuesday, you know. So life is right now. So you ask yourself, what are one or two things that I can do to experience peace? And so if all you're wanting to do is experience peace, it doesn't have to be in your meditation. It can be going out to nature, you know, but in this silent, quiet space, when you're just asking a question, there are ways to get really clear answers, like practical, like that's what I love about, you know, um, inner guidance. It's practical. It's a way to really live your life guided moment to moment. So you can go and, you know, if you got from that source space, you know, wow, I haven't been in nature for a while. I really need to go out in nature. Then you can stop being attached to always being silent in meditation and you'll start experiencing peace in other places. Does that make sense? There's a lot of things. Hello? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah that makes a lot of that that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. And you know, I was just trying to take all of that in like and I'm sure the listeners are but you know, that really is powerful because you did say something. And I think you know, I think that really is true in every way. You know, saying that, you know, the reason why we feel frustration is really because, you know, in the first step, you know, but really we have an attachment. Right, an expectation that's an expectation, and that's true because you know, even if it's just something as small as my son <laughs> trying to get yeah. something from me, he wants it, you know, and you know, and he's expecting a particular reaction, but he doesn't get it, right? <laughs> there is that he gets like really, like, you know, and I'm like, why are you, you know, why are you, but he, you can see he's tense and he's upset, and he's because he hasn't gotten, he's asked mommy for something and he's not getting it, and that happens to us as well, you know, whether we. It's a goal that we're trying to achieve, or whether it's a particular response we want from a friend or a loved one or whatever it is. And so even to bring it home right now to just our conversation about, you know, spirituality and people, you know, threading a particular path, it's, they were probably hoping to have a particular experience they probably heard somebody else had, and they're not exactly having that. That could be frustrating. So that makes a lot of sense. And, exactly. I, and I'm hoping... You know, that, you know, the listeners are, you know, I think that's really, that's really very important because truly, you know, truthfully, a lot of people feel, you know, feel that conflict and frustration just, um, you know, 
trying to experience, have that experience, of it, you know, and not having that experience, sorry, not having that experience that we're hoping that they probably will. And, um, yeah, that makes absolute exactly. sense. But let's talk about, you know, let's talk about your book. Um, I know that you have, uh, I mean, you're the author of several books, but, you know, there's one particular book that I'm really interested in talking about, and that is, you know, Interviewed by God. Mm-hmm. Um, journey to freedom, right? Now, I, you know, and when I first heard that, I was like, okay, like, okay, like, you know, <laughs> that. that <laughs> I you know. know. And I'm sure that, and I'm sure you hear this all the time, you know. And I'm, the list is probably like interviewed by God, hmm, you know. So really, know. so really, what is this book? And I, prob- I pretty much, I think in my head, I have an idea, but. You know, for the listeners, what is this book about, and why did you decide to write this book? Really, <laughs> and why, and why in the world did I call it "Interviewed by God"? I'll tell you exactly. Uh, you know, exactly. I know. It, it was really well. I'll give you the very simple answer. It was because I was interviewed by God. But I'll tell you. I'll tell you what <laughs> happened, and 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 do that. But um, you know, it's so. What the book is about really is my journey to discovering how to be guided forward. It really is. It's my, my journey to learning how to use my inner guidance to guide my life and allow me to relax and, and really have life, the life that I know that we're all meant to have, which is that peace, you know, that we were talking about it, that underlying mm-hmm. peace, not, not living, you know, for someday, you know, I'll be happy in the future, but really living your life right now and experiencing it. Mm-hmm. So that's what the book is about, is how I got there and how that all happened. And so the, the title, and it's so funny because, you know, I, I, when I got the answer to call it, because I asked, you know, what am I going to call this book? And I got, you know, well, you're being interviewed by God, call it interviewed by God. And I'm like, are you kidding me? First of all, who am I to be interviewed by God, right? I mean, what does that even mean? <laughs> um, but I'll tell you exactly what happened. And it's just, it's really, it's really kind of funny because um, it helped, it, it is how I wrote the book. So mm-hmm. I, you know, after a bunch of these experiences and I'm, and I'm, you know, learning to trust my guidance and, and honor it and follow it. Um, I got a, a message to write the book, you know, so I um, hear things not in a uh, audible fashion most of the time, but uh, you know, it's a knowing sense, you know, people probably understand what I mean when mm-hmm. I, you know, had this awareness to write mm-hmm. this book and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I, you know, I haven't been doing much because I've been kind of on this journey, but I could probably write a book. I've written blog posts and, you know, before all of this, my husband and I've written articles and books and, you know, so we're pretty prolific writers. Right. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And I sat down to write this book and it was so hard. It was awful. I I was like, you know, up until that point where I was asked to write this book, my life, I could have gone off and lived in a cave and I would have been happy, truly just being alone <laughs> and quiet and, you know, but I'm like, all right, I'll write the book. I'm being guided. I, I committed to following my guidance. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and then it was so hard. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, how can something you've guided me forward to do? And when I say, and I really want people to get this, 
it doesn't have to be called God. Whatever that thing in mm-hmm. you that's bigger than you, that's connected to more than you, this little self we are, whatever you call mm-hmm. it. Um, and, and, you know, so I'm like, I'm like, are you kidding me? And I, and I, I actually, like I said, I I get angry and I was like, I was, I was pissed. I was like, my life was so great and so simple and so quiet and beautiful. And you're asking me to write this book is so damn hard. You know, if, if it's not going to be easy, I'm not going to do it. You know, I like literally yelled out loud. I was, I was crazy. I was nuts. Right. And I said, do something like, I, I heard about this technique about writing a book that if you get somebody to interview you, it, you know, they'll just ask you questions and you can answer the questions. And I was like, all right, just send me somebody to interview me, right? And I heard, mm-hmm. all inter- uh, I heard all interview you. And I was like, what? And I heard all ask and you answer. And I was like, what does that mean? And then I heard this question. And the question was, if you could put your entire experience to this point in one word, what would it be? And the word that came to me was awareness. Awareness, like expanded awareness. And then I, and then I, mm-hmm. start, and then I started writing, and every time... I like my writing just started to flow and every time I got stuck I heard another question and I just answered it and, I, and that's why the and that's why the book's called Interviewed by God because God interviewed I kept asking my questions when I got stuck isn't that funny <laughs> no but you know I, I love you know I love I just love the story and and love how you were able to come because I was so curious I'm like okay I mean but I, I think I kind of understand what you're saying you know in the sense I mean you have a that set of the personal private conversation and you have those you like you said you had been told to do this and you had that experience I, I'm sorry, you know, maybe should I call it manifestation? But you had that experience, and you had, had had that voice clearly in your head who had asked you to write this book, and you sort of got guidance from that, you know, yeah, you know, super, you know, whatever it is. But let me ask you this, though, and this is totally off the cuff, like I didn't even know why. Sure. But if you you were, if you now, I mean, you had that conversation, right? And God asked you, you know. <laughs> interviewed you right all of that <laughs> what if you had a chance right now right to be on the other side and ask God a couple of questions right and you had a chance to have a conversation with him what would be the one question that you would ask him you know it oh it's you know, so funny because I can't I you know it's funny because the very the first half of the book is God asking me questions so I could write the book right and halfway mm-hmm. through it I and and I learned this technique and this is the technique I I wanted to share if um you know people are interested is mm-hmm. that it's a technique to ask God questions or whatever you want to call your spiritual guidance. Mm -hmm. So I had learned this technique. So the second half of the book is actually me asking God a bunch of questions. So I have all (laughs) kinds of answers from God already, you know, and really one of my daily practices is communicating in this way and asking questions. So I do it all the time. So I've asked like every question, like those big ones, 
that you could imagine. And I asked all the small ones too. Like even one time, you know, I, you know, those kind of just off crazy, like spiritual questions. I had all these snails in my backyard and you would think like, if I'm asking God profound questions, it wouldn't be about snails, but in the moment, Mm -hmm. This was a really like important question to me. And there were snails in my backyard and I was, you know, I, I, I didn't want to kill these snails, but then they're like killing all my plants and my tomatoes are dying. And, you know, all these things were happening. And I'm like, what do I do with these snails? And I started throwing them over the fence, you know, like, like hoping they wouldn't die, but would be out of my yard, you know? So I had this whole conversation with God about snails. I mean, you can ask God. I I don't remember the answer. It's in my book. I could probably get it if you wanted me to read it. But um, Mm -hmm. just there's, and then there are these big questions that I ask that are also the answers in my book. So the book isn't only about my journey, but it was my questioning this source going, what about this? And what about that? And how about this? You know, so really the second half of the book is, is a lot of that. So I'm not even sure what I would ask God now because I ask God things all the time. (laughs) But do you want to hear how I do it? It's like such an easy exercise. I just want to share it so people can get it. It works for about 80% of all people. And you can get the most, I've taught this to hundreds of people. And people get the most profound answers, ones that I could never give them because they're asking the questions and getting the answers through their source, you know? And, and Mm -hmm. what it is, it's a, it's a Jungian, Carl Jung had this um, exercise called active imagination and therapists use it. All kinds of people use it. I learned it from a guy named Tim Kelly and, and it's what Neil Donald Walsh used to communicate with God in his book, conversations with God. And really it's so simple so simple. So all it is, is that you come up with a name for whatever you would call your source of knowledge, wisdom and knowledge. So I had a client once that I was working with and, you know, she didn't believe in God. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Do you believe in anything that could give you like the answers and what she believed in more than anything was like nature. So she called her source leaf, like the leaf off a tree. So, I mean, it can be any, so it can be anything, you know, it just as long as you have a sense of connection to that source, you know, so you pick a name Mm -hmm. and then you, you, and, and in the beginning, always do it like in real handwriting, like get a pencil, like old school, right? You get a pencil and paper and you sit down and you write your name. So I would write Beth. And you'd put colons after, and then you would ask your question, you know, any question like, you know, what do I do with these snails? Mm-hmm. It can be as silly as that, right? And then, then you sit quietly for a second, and you write your source's name. So she would write Leaf, or I would write God, because that's the name of my source. And she'd write colon, and then you just let the answer flow out of you. And you would be shocked at the profound answers, you will get to your questions, not only profound, but practical. And the one thing that really prevents people from letting this work is first their doubt that it's real. Like you call it my, you know, in the beginning, it was like, oh my God, this is just my imagination. You know, why is this different than my imagination? So what you do is you ask those questions. Like I was like, okay, God, if this is really you, 
tell me why this isn't just my imagination. And God answered that question. And every time I had doubt, I would ask my doubtful questions and get answers until I started trusting this above all else. So on, I just want on my website, I actually give this whole process away for free and it's under resources and it's called um, trusted advisor dialogue process. And it gives kind of the background of the process and um, like uh, my first dialogue is in there and just how to do it. So if you're interested, try it. It is amazing, 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 amazing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to try this. Right, <laughs> I'm going to try it as well. So, um, but I, I think it's really interesting, you know, to, have I've never uh, maybe I need to do this in a very because I feel like I have those kind of not in the way that you're saying it you know but you know just one of those one of conversations with him you know apart from when you're praying and stuff like that but I, I don't yeah. feel like there's any you know so I feel like but I'm I'm gonna pay more attention to this and probably try the strategy of actually writing you know these questions down um, with a pen or whatever it is. Um, let's go. But you know, just while while you were um, you know talking, right? I want to. I, I was I was gonna ask. Um, yeah. Just how do you um, how do you how you know how would you advise you know someone to handle? I mean, pressure, right? Um, how do you how would you advise people to handle pressure, um, especially? dealing with disappointment and rejection, you know, every day. And and that happens, I, I think, also, as well, you know, because I, which is why I asked if there was um, a part of this that you don't like. I mean, when you start walking a certain um, spiritual path, right, mm-hmm. um, or become very conscious, it's almost like there are some people who feel alienated in a sense. Right, because you're having an experience that they don't have, and mm. you know, I'm, I'm now talking with how the other people on the out, on the other side deal, you know, because you're feeling your you're feeling your own experience, you're having your own experience, but how does mm-hmm. that affect the person who's next to you, whether it's your mm-hmm. family or a loved one or a friend or a colleague or just someone, you know. In terms of, like, for you, did you have? Was there? Did it affect your relationships in the sense, like, you know, like your husband understanding this, mm-hmm. or did it? Did it have yeah. any effect on any of you? Like, did it have any effect? Yeah. So uh, you've asked a couple of questions there. So let me take them one at a time. <laughs> um, <laughs> as far as far as did it affect my relationships and what kind of effect did it have? I happen to have a husband who is just. Uh, like he was so supportive. I couldn't have even imagined him being any more mm-hmm. supportive. So it didn't do anything but um, um, strengthen our relationship. You know, he was very curious. He wanted to know what was going on with me. It's not like he's had these experiences. So it's mm-hmm. really supported him in just being inspired, you know, and, and, and learning from the experiences I was having. So in that regard, it, it only strengthened our relationship. And I'm very grateful because it could have gone a different way. And mm-hmm. um, it's, there were people in my life that thought I was absolutely out of my mind. Now, one of the mm-hmm. things that um, I, it, it's not like, 
especially after that one experience I told you about, it's not like I even had the need to talk about it. Do you know what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. it's not like I ran around telling everybody what was happening. So most people didn't even mm-hmm. like, you know, know what was happening other than what I heard a lot was, it was so fascinating. It started hearing that I seemed so much more authentic and real. That's what I started hearing. Cause I didn't talk that much about it because it wasn't like I needed to, do you know what I mean? So I, mm-hmm. I just started hearing, Oh my God, you're, you know, like what's going on. Cause you're, you're more grounded and you just seem so much more real. And I don't know what I was before, but now <laughs> all of a sudden I'm like <laughs> more authentic and real. So I started hearing those kinds of things. There were a couple people that, um, you know, our relationship kind of changed because, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even want to make up stories about what, what mm-hmm. happened, but, you know, they, they started distancing themselves in, in ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't fight about it. I, you know, the, mm-hmm. the other really big thing that changed for me and God, what a relief that was, is that I was always a, um, I wanted everybody to like me, do you know? I wanted them mm-hmm. to like me mm-hmm. and, you know, exploring that again, I told you my husband and I did personal growth and development for many years. So it wasn't like I, I um, wasn't already investigating that in myself, you know, and, mm-hmm. and what, and what I realized was a lot of that for me was because like, if, if you didn't like me, then it, it went to, it was like very primal, like the, the concern about it underneath, like I didn't have it consciously, but it was, it was kind of almost like a, oh, they've got to like me. And I'm like, what is that about? And really what I came to my, for myself is that it was so primal. It was like, you know, when we used to live in tribes, if, if the people in the tribe didn't like you, you got kicked out of the tribe and you, you went to live off and die by yourself in the cold, you know? So, so it was this really primal, like you have to like me because I have to be accepted because otherwise I'm all alone. I'm all alone. And so after this shift, I really, I don't have the same sense that I'm alone. And if people don't like me, I don't have the same like um, underlying concern that something bad is going to happen if they don't like me, you know? So, and the, and the weirdest part is, is the like me because, uh, you know, I don't know why, but you know, I don't have a lot of people who don't like me. And even those people that had, you know, for whatever reason, distance themselves, I was, it was easy for me to just let them without concern or worry, or, you know, it's, you know, they should be my friend or, or any of that. So, so to answer your question, my husband's, my relationship, it it had no effect other than beautifully. And then there have been other people that probably thought I was nuts and, you know, went, I'm leaving, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but, but it does, you know, because, you know, and I can make up stories there, you know, some people want, the experiences that I've had and they don't know how to get them. And they may be, you know, they don't want to bring that up in themselves. Who knows? I don't know. Or they just think I'm crazy and want to get away from me. And, you know, I might do something crazy. I don't know. But yes, it, it, did, <laughs> uh, it did change some of my relationships and it deepened others, you know, mostly it deepened them more, more positive than people disappearing out of my life. 
but it but it's supposed to you know one way or another those kind of experiences are like you said uh mostly for good really because yeah. i mean you're more aware you're more conscious you know and like you said you know it also has an overall effect like effective change in your behavior and just how you're you know behaving reacting to other to things and to people and like you said you became more authentic and more real and people found that and that is attractive very attractive yeah. you know just to you know see how grounded and and that is really so uh, you know, but I wanted to know that because again, for the listeners and for people who struggle with this, it's yeah not very easy for a lot of people to figure. You know, it, it's it's almost it's really difficult. You know, if whether you know, like you said, whatever their spiritual sauce is, whether it's you know what, but it's a particular you know way of living a lifestyle, and they have to cut off some things, or they don't need to. But you know, there's always that people are gonna feel like they no longer fit into your life because you now have yeah. a different. You know, um, yeah, and you know that, <laughs> yeah, and, and that can happen no matter whether it's a spiritual path or you're just changing. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, even before mm-hmm. this all happened with me, uh, you know, many of us can find this in like first marriages. You know, if we've been divorced, mm-hmm. it's like I married my first husband when I was like 20 years old. We met when I was 18, and it's like I changed. You know. I changed mm-hmm. and we grew apart and that, that will just happen in, in relationships anyway. So I, uh, you know, knowing what I know now and, and having that sense of peace, I believe even if it looks like, oh, it's different and that and may have been like not as good as if they stayed, I don't know that, you know, that's probably mm-hmm the best thing that could have happened for both of us, you know, I can only know that's true, you know, so it's, it's in that sense, it's only good. Yeah. You know, you you said something that, you know, you said something that, you know, that could happen in any, you know, in any situation, but I think the beauty of having this sense of awareness is not fussing over it. Right. Knowing that it's, for the good or seeing it as yeah. a good thing or as a good sign yeah. as opposed to seeing it as something really negative, you know, like, like a problem. So I guess exactly like a problem. Like, you know, you've, yeah, like you've, you know, you've changed and stuff like it mm-hmm. happened to me as well. Like you start to have new experiences and you're doing new stuff and you don't have the time to, you know, focus on the things that don't really matter anymore. Exactly. You're going to definitely lose people who, you know, who, embrace that sort of lifestyle or embrace yeah. things that you like I mean, for exactly. me as an actress I don't go out as much as often as I used to in the record because those things don't really have so much more meaning for me anymore like but you know you're going to have to lose some of your friends who you used to hang out with and do you know clubs and stuff like that so I, I kind of get what you're exactly. saying having been divorced as well <laughs> but you know yeah. it's been such a great it's just it's been such a great conversation I do have a question for you one of the listeners sure. a question um, and this is coming from Mary, Mary, Mary's here in Lagos. Okay. So she's, she's asking, she's, um, hi, Beth. Um, hi. listening to, to the conversation, you're so interesting and I'm enjoying just, you know, what you and Alex to say, but, but let me ask you this. Um, how do you think that, you know, listeners, how do you think that I, someone like me can reconnect myself um, with my own, like in my, with, what's 
What's this? Sorry, I'm trying to read this. Okay, how do you think someone like me can reconnect myself and access my own internal source of spiritual wisdom? Mm. Yeah, um, you know, it's like that's what I teach now. So the answers are um, complicated and easy at the same time because there's it's more about. Um, uh, like I was saying, it's starting to shift the way you look at things and you have to explore mm-hmm. the way you look at things. But um, so there's two things um, uh, that exercise I just told you about is an amazing mm-hmm. way to start. It, it's just so profound, really. So jump on my website, go get that free download and, and it'll, it'll walk you through the shifting. Now, the biggest thing again, is practice and knowing not getting attached Mm -hmm. to it should look one particular way or another particular way. Know that your equipment, your guidance system is all intact. It's all intact. And, and start with that one um, exercise and see how that goes, because that really is, you know, I told you it's a three part uh, system, but the spiritual one gives you faith and trust, which is a wonderful thing to get started with. It's it's really one of those ones that um, just opened my world. So that's the very first thing. And then I wanted to tell you anyway, um, because you can tell I'm passionate about this whole inner guidance thing because it's my <laughs> life. Um, I created a whole course and until, you know, I don't know what I'm going to be doing with it, but if you buy my book, just included in the price of my book, you can get this whole course for free. And it w- walks you through all three of the, the parts, the mind, body, and spirit, so you can get a sense of how they actually work together. So, again, mm. I think the book is seventeen ninety five, and that includes U.S. shipping, and it's cheaper. You know, I know she's in um, where you are, so I think it's $10. Mm-hmm. And I, it's like I literally make like $2 on the book or something. I don't think I even make it with the shipping, but I, I want to get this out there. So go buy the book. Mm-hmm. You can have the whole course for free, and that walks you through. But if you can't, if you can't do that, at least download the free exercise and start there. It is powerful. It's powerful. So I hope that answered her question. Well, I hope that answers your question, Mary. So make sure you go to um, Beth's website, and her website is www.bethbanning.com. I hope I got that correctly. Well, you, you know, you it's, you know it, <laughs> it's on the show link, right? So if you click on the show link, it will take you straight to her website. So if you look at the show description, it's right there. And once you click on the show description, you click on her name, it takes you straight to um, it links directly to her website, so you can just go there and follow the instructions and get a copy of her book. Okay, there's one more question, and this is from G-Day, and G-Day is asking, Hi, Beth. In a conversation with someone who has never heard about God, what would you say to that person about him from your own experience? Hmm. <laughs> well, okay. first of all, we'll say, you know, I actually love, I love the question. I love it. And, you know, it's mostly about your intention. So I, mm-hmm. um, you know, I never, I learned very young, actually, to never offer advice unless somebody wants mm-hmm. it, you know, so, mm-hmm. so make sure they want it before, you know, you give mm-hmm. it to them. It always works out better that way. Um, and then mm-hmm. I, I, um, I'm a teacher, you know, that's kind of in my soul. And one of the things I believe all good teachers um, have to do is meet people where they are. 
So I, Mm -hmm. you know, if this person has never heard about God or doesn't believe in God, then I would start talking more about God as as the concept, like what of what benefit is this concept in these people's lives? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't start off giving someone my, my whole opinion about what God is. I would really start by asking them questions. And then it really depends on why she wants to talk to them about God. What's the intention behind it? So it's not an easy answer. Mm. <laughs> I guess so, really. Okay, so, um, you know, that's it from, you know, the people and lots of thank you guys for thank you, Mary awesome. and Judy for sending in sending those questions on WhatsApp. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's been such a really, really, really great conversation with Beth Bannon, who's joining us all the way from San Diego in California. And I've had, I've learned so much and I'm sure that the listeners have, and we've been talking for so long, Beth. I don't know if you uh-huh. realize how long we've been talking. <laughs> I, I've had well, so much fun. You know, I've had so much fun, too. And before we let you go, and we know that we have yeah. to let you just one last thing for the road. Uh, sure. um, <laughs> you know, what advice would you, you know, just one last, what advice would you have for people who are sort of yet to find their own spiritual path or those who are still struggling to develop their own relationship? I mean, what would be that one last thing, you know, for those who who, who want to have this experience or who are seeking this experience, what would be that first step yeah. they could take and um, get it? Yeah, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you two different answers. Um, the mm-hmm. first answer is in order to open yourself to any spiritual practice, the most important thing, and it sounds crazy, is to be willing to be uncomfortable. Be willing to be mm. uncomfortable. Start with that because be the willingness to be uncomfortable, even in small ways, open you to things that you wouldn't even imagine. So I'll start with that. But I want to say that if there's a calling and a longing to, to experience something expanded like more than you're aware of now you know it and and my advice is to jump in if you're if Mm. you're if if you say I'm ready whatever's next for you will show up it may have been me Mm. do you know what I mean it may be you know Mm -hmm. that Alex's next gift but guess but you your your declaration of I'm ready I am ready and open for this world. Then what's next for you will show up, I promise. Wow. Wow. Absolutely beautiful. Hmm. And such a great way to, you know, sort of end this conversation tonight on the Naked Talk. Thank you so much, Beth, for just sharing your time. And opening yourself and sharing so much with us here on the show. So, you know, just before we let you go, I know I just want them to to know where they can find you and hang out with you. And we did talk about that. But, you know, just one final reminder before you run away. Um, You know, where can the listeners, you know, if they need to find out more, because obviously people are going to still catch up on the the podcast. Yeah, yeah. if they need to connect with you and they need to learn so much more and just maybe they need somebody to hold their hands and guide them through that process, um, where can they find you? So, um, like you said, it's, 
Spanning.com. You can find all sorts of things. There's free stuff. There's all kinds of ways we can get connected. Um, Twitter, I'm Beth Banning. Facebook, I'm Beth Banning. I'm very boring. I feel like it's my name everywhere. So (laughs) just look for my name. You know, Instagram, I'm Beth Banning. So just look for my name. You'll find me everywhere you can connect. I'd love to connect with you. I just, uh, you know, people who are are like at that juicy edge of jumping into spirituality. It's my favorite people to, to play with because they're just open and excited. So, so please connect with me and, 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 and just let me know how you are, what you're doing. And, and we can, we can see what, what's what, what's what. <laughs> I love that. And you're not boring Beth. Cause my name is Alex Gurdjie everywhere else. So maybe we're boring oh, good. together. <laughs> okay, good. There you go. We use our names. I just figure it was simple. Do you know, I just like keeping it simple. No, but it is, but it's also the best. Like, you know, it's it's simple, it's you know, memorable, it's easier, it's the best. Like, there you go. You know That's what I thought. Yeah. Hey and Alex and Alex, I wanna make sure I love that red carpet baby, so thanks for sending it over. <laughs> You're welcome. It was a pleasure laying it out uh, twenty four hours. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I feel so but special. It's, you know, it's been so much fun, and I would love for you to come back some other time, you know, again on the show, and I know that, you know, this is not, you know, this is not a one-hour, one-and-a-half-hour conversation. There's so much oh my God. we can talk about, you know, about spirituality and all of that, yeah. and I would love to invite some other time, or maybe on one of those roundtable conversations. I do have one of those roundtable conversations with four or five oh, guests. Oh, I love that. And, you know, oh, get, awesome. Yeah. Get time. Get you to chime in, and you know, one of them, so it will be amazing. But thank you so much, Beth. It's been a pleasure You're having so welcome. you live so here welcome. on the show. You're welcome. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye. All right. Uh, if you're just tuning in or you joined us towards the tail end of this conversation, well, it was awesome talking to Beth Bannon, who is joining us live. Oh, from California in the USA and thank you to Mary and Jide who sent in questions to ask her and she was phenomenal right <laughs> right well if you missed if you know anyone who missed this conversation who should have been here live and who you know wherever you listen from around them don't forget to share this show share the link let them listen to it and catch up there's so much so much uh Jewel, Jewel, yes, she shared a lot of Jewel, you know, there's so much in that, in, you know, in this conversation, so much that you can apply to your life and to start in or kickstart in your spiritual journey, and don't forget that you can find Beth um, on her website at www.bethbannon.com, and you can find her on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook as Beth Bannon, so that's really easy, right? Well, till we come back same time on Friday radio special with my very special guest, yay! I have an exciting guest, and he's a but it's going to be fun and he's joining me live all the way from Canada well um, until we come back same time on the Naked Talk as always don't forget that expression is a sign of strength and not weakness so you need not apologize for being who you really are it's okay to just stay authentic so yes till uh, I hang out with you guys again on Friday Radio Special I love you for listening ciao
You're listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorochi.